because that's where a clock is. <laughs> Otherwise, I just look. All right. So, I thought Steve was up there on a chair. <laughs> I love that. So, how's everyone doing today? So, I think we'll do um, we'll do what we did yesterday, and uh, pop round to each person, finding out um, uh, find out how you're doing, and if you have any questions, um, any experiences that you want to either share or ask about, or um, anything like that. And um, and then so the same sort of format as we did yesterday. So I'm going to ask each person who's on camera first, and then anyone who's not on camera, if you um, uh, if you if you want to if you'd like to speak, just unmute yourself. Um, and if you would rather remain anonymous, of course, just pop it in the chat uh, your your comments and questions and requests for help and of course as always any targets you'd like us to aim at today so i'm going to mute everyone first uh, but you will be you can unmute yourself uh, if you need to all right so starting at the top of the screen with cheryl hi cheryl how are you good morning good morning i think i'm doing pretty pretty well this morning um feeling good excited to be here i went out on a little errand to the bank which i haven't done i haven't really mm. gone anywhere i went to the drive up and i realized everyone else was using gloves i was like oops <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh well but um yeah so it was it was nice to get out and go and see the trees you know yeah. see the post road even for once right. even though i don't usually i don't usually miss that but anyway <laughs> i'm feeling very good this morning i'm a, I'm happy to be here with all of you. So thank you. Oh, good. I'm so glad that you're with us, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yay. All right. And then moving over to Kathy. Hi, Kathy. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you, Dale. Um, I would say for me, um, a lot of self-discipline has been required. Right. Um, and um, I can see and feel some improvement. So I'm pretty pleased. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Well done, you. I'm, I'm very, very glad to hear that. <laughs> good job. Yes, quite right, too. Oh, very good. Yeah. And, you know, I, I sort of see it as, you know, when if anyone who's done physical training, you know, uh, like the gym or running or any kind of physical activity where you're where you're leveling up. Mm -hmm it's those days when it's so hard or you don't feel like it or you're tired or you're ill or whatever. And then you manage to do it anyway. And it's that feeling afterwards of, oh, I did do it. It was worth doing, even though it was, you know, difficult, but you know, right. it, it's a good feeling. Oh, yay. Well done you. Fantastic. And Bogislava, how are you today? Um, kind of, little bit down down yeah um, yeah i don't know i feel weird scared a lot of things going on in my mind like many many things and job and i don't know what to do um, okay all right so so well done for being here first of all it's the best <laughs> place to be <laughs> we're really glad to have you with us and um so uh, one of the things of course to look at and we'll we'll come back to this later on as well is where you're putting your focus so, you know, when you say there's lots of things in your mind, so what I've said to people before as well, something to become aware of is when something comes into your mind, notice what you do with it. Notice how you answer it or where you go with it. So for example, if I, I know I did this with myself a long time ago where I would have this thing of, I don't know what to do. And I would catch myself walking around the house saying out loud, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I started cat I started becoming aware of it first of all. And I started catching it. Because what would happen is I don't know what to do. And then I'd start to try and think of things to do. And I couldn't think of anything to do. And then I'd think of all the reasons I can't do things. And that just became like a slippery slope, a vicious circle. Yeah. So what I started doing was catching that tiny cockroach, the first tiny cockroach. So as soon as I caught myself saying, I don't know what to do. I made myself stop and go, I do know what to do. I always know what to do, even though I didn't know what to do. 
So as I was feeling the feeling of, I don't know what to do, I made myself say out loud, I do know what to do. I always know what to do. So it's just correcting it the whole time. And that, that made a big impact. So I, I still did that. I did that yesterday, but today again, I forgot even about that. Like, I don't know. And that's okay. So, you know, what happens, you know, when we start, uh, when we start to feel those, you know, the negative, so the doubt or the worry or whatever, remember that this part of your brain is going offline. So we do forget because we haven't got that access to that part of the brain. And so the answer then is to take it easy on yourself. And just when you do remember, then just do it then. So there's no expectation. So it's important to not think, oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that because you're doing the best you can. Everyone's doing the best they can with what they have. And then it's a case of, so what am I gonna do now? And what about now? And in this moment now, what, do I, what am I choosing now? So sometimes we can't help it. Sometimes we slide into that, those negative thoughts and feelings and we can't get out. Then you just do whatever you can from there. And even if that's just going to sleep, you know, or reading a book or just putting on some music, just do the best or thinking of your color, whatever yeah. you can. And then from there, you come back. So the key that the turning point is when you choose to not beat yourself up about it, to not see it as a bad thing or a failure. And you can even do the acknowledgement. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. I love you. Whatever part of that that is, whatever part of you that is. Another thing is make a note of all those things. On a list, write the acknowledgement. I see you, I feel you, I hear you, I love you. Write uh, five things to be grateful for. Write your color. Write, it's okay. It's okay. Even if that's all you say to yourself, when you think of, you know, things pop into your head, you're feeling doubts, or I don't know what to do, it's okay. It's okay. Just keep saying that. Even though you don't feel like it's okay, say it anyway. Because the words that you say, especially if you say it out loud, do have an impact on your brain. Does that kind of make sense? Yes, I usually make myself busy and I'm sewing and I'm watching some movie or something. But when I stop, again, going back to the same thing. Yes. So what that is, is being busy for you is a coping skill. And so you're able to cope that way, but it's not solving anything. It's not, it's, and it's, it's good to be busy if that makes you feel better, but it's important to also change what's in your mind as well. So we don't want to ignore the bad stuff. We don't want to, we don't want to ignore the bad thoughts or the bad emotions. We want to see them, acknowledge them and go, I see this is here. And I also know that it's not true. Even though it seems true, even though it feels true, it's okay. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. I love you. So you know what I mean? So we're not running away or trying to push it down or ignore it or wrestle with it or anything like that. So when you do your activities like sewing and whatever else you do to feel good, do those with the intention of coming back to whatever this ne negative thing is and changing it so that you're not just escaping all the time because it doesn't go away when you escape. Yeah, it goes back of your head and comes back again when you, when you stop, as you say. So you want to make sure that you address it. So if you think of it like, um, you know, when children are, uh, they're not getting attention and they need attention and they are mommy, 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 mommy. And you're ignoring them, mommy. And the more you ignore them, the more they, how about now? What about now? Can we do it now? <laughs> so where well, you want to break that pattern where you go, yes. Okay. I, I can hear you and I understand that you want my attention. So I'm going to give it to you in a minute. Okay. So you're addressing it. So one moment I'll be with you just now so that you're not just ignoring. So because the nagging just keeps coming. So if you see those thoughts and feelings as children trying to get your attention and all they want is love, they just want love. Even those thoughts, those negative thoughts and feelings just want love. And as soon as you aim love at them, they transform because they can't survive. They can't survive in that form. Darkness cannot survive in light. But yes, light I'm using the superpower. I'm sending the, the love, whatever I'm thinking. 
But you see, the thing is, like you say, with no expectation. I already expect something to change. And it's like, I shouldn't do that, but it's coming itself. I don't know. I always expect changes because I want to change so badly and it's not coming. Of course. And that's understandable. And that's, that's the tricky bit. That's the skill. That's the skill is, is getting that dividing line. So you, you have the superpower book, right? You have a superpower. Read that again you know, read that book through again, because it'll remind you of that unconditional bit and how to tune into how to resolve that apparent contradiction between I am doing this to change something, but I need to not want to change it. <laughs> so there, that's a that's a tricky contradiction. But once you if you reread that, and practice the exercise, you will eventually tune into that. And then sometimes you'll fall off again, but you just get back on. So it's about repetition and it's about also not seeing when during these times when it's difficult, when you aren't able to tune in or it's uh, you're experiencing these, you know, the thoughts and the, and the feelings and that it's important to not buy into that and, and give it any meaning. It's just part of the journey. It's part of the process. It doesn't mean it doesn't work. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong and it doesn't mean you shouldn't or you should or anything like that. It's just sore muscles. When you're, when you're lifting weights, it's just the muscles are hurting at the moment. You just take it easy, do whatever it takes to be kind to yourself, knowing that after a period of time, you'll be able to continue again. And I, I know really, I can't tell you how well I know the feeling of when it looks like it's not working, how, how convincing that is and how real that feels. But having come out the other side with a lot of, a lot of turmoil, a lot of drama, I can promise you that as long as you keep moving forward and as long as you don't allow yourself to buy into the negative things, you look at it and you go, this is like a really good, uh, a really well-made scary movie. It looks so real. It seems so scary and so real, but it's not. All right. And I, I hope that helps. And, and today, you know, when we go through the exercise and that, I'm sure that will also help to, to bring you out of it, Biz. Okay. Thank you. All right. You're very welcome, sweetheart. All right. And on to Katrina. How are you doing today, Katrina, in the beautiful yes. Irish sun, sun, sunshine? Mm. <laughs> yes. I decided today um, not to do any work, not to do not to open the book, not to search for, you know, be the detective and look for something. And yes. um, so all books closed and went for a five mile uh, walk. Nice. And um, yes, I just, I just felt that I, I needed a break. So <laughs> that's what I done. Good, good for you. And that's, that is really important, you know, and thank you for sharing that. And thank you for giving that example, because, you know, when we, especially when we're trying to change stuff in ourselves, uh, a lot of the time we feel like we should be doing it all the time. And that's like saying, I want to get stronger. So I need to be lifting the weights all the time. And you, you need time in between for your muscles to recover in the same way you need time for your, for the changes, the physical changes in your brain to take place and for the information to be processed. So taking that time out is really, really important. And so I can share one of my tips here as well is that, uh, I don't know, a few years ago, I started to pay attention to uh, how I was feeling. So just after what Bogislava was saying as well, um, I used to push myself. I used to, I had this work ethic and I used to push myself with self-development as well with anything that needed doing. I would force myself, force, uh, forcing with uh, physical exercise, forcing with work and everything else. And what I started to do is I started to pay attention. And when, when it was a day where I could tell I was not feeling good, I was feeling down or I was feeling irritable. That was a big one of mine. I used to feel very irritable or frustrated or anything like that, I then made the decision, I'm not doing anything today as, as much as I can. I, I would only do the bare minimum that, you know, if something had to be done, I would do my best to get into a good state for that and get it done. But 
I didn't do anything that didn't absolutely have to be done that day. And so then I would, I would take time out. I would listen to music or play a game or watch a movie or go for a walk, do some physical exercise if it felt good. Just take it easy on yourself. And so it's like recovering from surgery. You know, you've had a, a minor surgery and so now you want to rest. You don't want to do anything beyond that. And it's paying attention. It's in the first instance becoming aware of that. So we are so used to our financial pattern, uh, financial, our emotional patterns, where, you know, we've spent, like in my case, I've, I'd spent so much of my life being irritable, feeling frustrated, feeling helpless, that I would start to feel it. And I would just go through my day like that without really being frustrated about it, without really being aware that I could, that, that I didn't have to keep doing it. So as soon as you start noticing it, so then I started, I go, what the, uh? and I go, oh, okay, stop taking a break. And that my, I had the compulsion to keep going because that was, that was the addiction. That was the pattern, but it took some, you know, I just went, I'm giving myself this time off. I'm the boss of me and I'm deciding I'm not going to continue doing this. So again, sometimes you'll be able to do it. Sometimes you won't, but it's giving yourself that break and going, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to take time out, to make mistakes, to fall, fall off the wagon and get back on again. That's okay. So thank you, Katrina. Sorry, that was a very long ramble from me, but, <laughs> but thank you for sharing that. That's wonderful. Okay. And did you have any questions today or? <clears throat> well, I was talking to um, Steve there just about um, when, what do you call it? When I see um, a policeman, uh huh, I'm triggered by something. Okay. So he was helping me there, so I can focus on that. Longer. Oh, fantastic! Going right. Yay! Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Very good. And who else do we have? So I think that's everyone who's on camera. I know Lisa, you'll you'll have typed yours. So I'm going to look in the chat now. Some good mornings. Um, oh, and the time, 5 p.m., 10 a.m. Okay, good. Uh, I feel, oh, so uh, I feel way lighter physically and mentally. Good, 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 good job. Yay, I'm so, I'm so glad to hear that. Well done. And I feel like listening to, I feel like listening to our internal dialogue is crucial. Yes, yes. Thank you for sharing that. Yep, absolutely. Um, next one is I had a battle with responsibility this morning. Okay. Um, any, uh, details on that? Um, so that we can help with that. Oh, Tammy, it's you. Yes. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Welcome back. Thanks. Yeah. I was just thinking this morning, I haven't done, like, I just try to stay in a good, happy, you know, like peaceful feeling most of the time so I hadn't done a lot of like just you know what is this feeling but I had some issues with my family and I'm like what is it about it like why am I so different with somebody a client or somebody that I just meet on the street or you know um like when does it, when does the relationship change where I start feeling something that I don't like and it comes with responsibility ah interesting so as soon as like for my children, you know, I'm responsible for them. So I have to be do, 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 do. and it's not like my true nature. It's just that I, you know, I'm feeling, you know, I have to give them some value and it has to be through, <laughs> through lessons and this kind of stuff. And, um, and with my husband too, you know, like I have a vested interest in him, in him. So feeling when I start to feel responsible for him, then that, that gripping feeling, I think is ah, what it is. So good. it was kind of enlightening to be like, how come I can just be this, you know, light person with other people. And then it comes down to, you know, the people I love the most. And I just get this like, Ah, yes. So that's fascinating. And so what I would see there, of course, what, what, what I'm seeing uh, a as a possibility is um, any, uh, any childhood experiences of little Tammy not being allowed to be a child or not being able to be a child. Right. 
So any, you know, responsibilities beyond what one would ex expect for a child. That's right. There. It's really described. So my brother, uh, I had a brother pass away when I was only two. And oh. then I had another brother born three and a half years later. And I wow. know I've linked so many things to how responsible I felt for him, for how I felt his pain, for how, you know, I have to keep him alive. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So tell me what I would actually recommend for you if you want to give it a go is the due justice technique. The justice technique? The due justice technique. Do you know due about I remember you talking about it. Right. So uh, just very briefly, I would write a letter to your parents or whoever else, and maybe to your brother as well, but start with your parents, I would say, or whoever raised you. Uh, it's a letter from little Tammy. It's a mm -hmm. letter from your child self about being given this responsibility or being put in that position and how she feels, how the little you feels about the fact that she had to be, had to have this responsibility, had to, was put in this position of being responsible. And what the key with this is to not use any logic or reason. There's no excuses. So, you know, uh, uh, most of us feel like we want to be reasonable and we want to, you know, well, they were doing the best they can and they couldn't help it. But the child in us does not care. <laughs> The child, the child just wants to be free and loved and respected and safe. So um, write it from that child. And so what you do is you get pen and paper and you write, just start writing from that child and say everything, get all of the, I call it haha stuff, <laughs> all of the not niceness out on the page. <laughs> she likes that word. <laughs> All of that anger and frustration and ugliness that, that is in there because it's human, get that out on the page. You'll never send the letter. No one will ever right. see it. So you can swear, you can use all caps, be as unreasonable as possible. And what you do is it's like cleaning out a wound. It's cleaning out an infected wound and getting all of that out onto the page. And once that is done, then you, you can read it through if you want to, um, and or you, you can just tear it up, throw it away, or bur burn it ceremoniously, or however you want to, and then go to sleep. And your brain will process those changes. And so the effect is that the child in you feels finally justice is done. Finally, I've been heard. Because of course, as you know, the subconscious can't tell the difference between reality and imagination. So as far as that part of you is concerned, your parents have heard that justice has been done and it's uh, that's why we call it the due justice technique it's closure and then what that does is it re re removes those removes that resistance and that protection against changing anything and i think you'll you'll notice a powerful shift and then when you change memories it'll be much quicker as well and of course you'll, you'll mm -hmm. that child and you won't still be feeling that resistance and frustration and anger and resentment about responsibility because she will have been heard does that make sense it does however my parents always wondered they were like why are you so responsible like they didn't want me to be like that right it was so something i took on for I mean, the only thing I can figure is I just saw that they were sad when we lost a brother and I was responsible for their feelings or something. So that's the part that I'll... So you can, you can do that. And, and so even if it's not to your parents, just start writing the feelings there that from that child. So to whoever, to whatever, it could be to your, to your brother who died. Mm. You know, why did you have to die and put us in this situation? as you you just got to get started as you start your subconscious will take over and stuff will come up that you didn't know was there and, and angles that you didn't know were there all right thank there, you you're <laughs> welcome tammy and and every opportunity send love to that little you give her a hug you know fill that love her Oh, and the other thing is when you feel that frustration, that anger, that resentment with uh, responsibility, in that moment, you can use the acknowledgement. 
So you can say to that little, that little you, that part of you that feels that way, I see you, I hear you, I feel you, I love you. See it as a child going, I don't want this responsibility. I should not have to have this responsibility and love her and acknowledge her and tell her it's okay. Is that good? That's very good. Thank you. Fantastic. You're welcome, love. Thank you for sharing that. All right. So the next one, um, Cheryl says to Bogislava, when I'm feeling that way, I use the affirmation, I'm exactly where I need to be in this moment. That's a lovely one. Thank you for sharing that, Cheryl. That's a really good one. Um, and again, because that takes out the resistance, the clashing, the arm wrestling. So it, it helps to lower that uh, those negative emotions. So that's very good advice. Um, I can get very nervous if I hear raised voices. Okay, so that's good. That that's a that's a good little clue there of something that's that's of a reference in your childhood. So I would say. Um, what is it about the raised voices that bothers you? Um, number one, if, if there is anything in particular. And number two, how, what's the feeling there? So you say you get nervous when you hear the raised voices. So then you want to look for your childhood. Where did I get nervous? The same kind of nervous. It, you know, raised voices is probably going to be the same thing in the childhood, but not necessarily. So it, it just look for that feeling. So in my case, I'll give you a great example uh, of my own personal thing. My family argued all the time. There was always raised voices. There was always argument. You know, uh, Italian background. So a lot of shouting, a lot of anger and volatility. And I, um, you know, I changed all of that. So what I did was I changed those memories to where they are now singing. And, and I mean, the, when I say uh, arguments and that, that was my entire child. There's a lot. I couldn't possibly ever have enough time in the rest of my life to go and change it, every memory of that, because there's just so much of it. What I did was I made the decision that all of the argument, whenever they argued, it wasn't arguing, it was singing, singing and laughing and having a good time. And so I, I changed one of those memories like that and then made the intention that all of that represents all of them. And here's what happened when Steve and I were in Greece, we, uh, we were at a market, you know, where they were all selling like quite a biggish market where they all had stalls and the Greeks aren't quiet people either. So it's there's still that Latin thing. And <laughs> we were walking through between the stalls chatting. And as we got to the end of this, uh, this area, I said to Steve, oh my goodness, I just realized We've been walking between these people who have been shouting to each other across us so much. Shout, 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 all the, especially the men, because that was like, they, they were particularly loud. And it, I barely noticed it. Never mind bother. I would have been, I realized then that I would have been so stressed. I wouldn't have been able to stay. That would have been irritable, stressed and gone, come, let's get out of here. This is driving me crazy, but I didn't even notice it. So and that's because when I heard people shouting, and this, they weren't angry. This was just shouting because they were wanting to hear each other or be heard by the others. But my subconscious would have referred to the childhood memories of shouting being dangerous and then prompting the stress chemicals, which would cause that irritability and that I need to get out. And now that I've changed it to, it's a good thing, it's singing, it's laughing, now my subconscious is referring to that and going, there's no, there's no danger. There's no need to pump, to pump stress chemicals into my system. So hopefully that makes sense and hopefully it helps. If you can't find memories, just let us know if you're not sure what that link is. Okay, very good. And so the next one, how about handling other people's issues like family members, worry, etc. I am fine, but I'm oh, I'm fine, but I'm worried about other family members. I guess I feel a bit guilty that I'm able to pull myself uh, and ground myself, but they are having issues that I can clearly see. How can I help them? I guess is what I'm asking here. That that's a really good question, and um, you know that that's a, a common issue for for especially for anyone who is doing self-development one of the hardest things is knowing that 
you know, as you are improving and being able to gain more control, watching loved ones who aren't in the same place. So uh, the, the very best advice I can give you is that you maintain your own, continue to maintain your own. I would address the guilt. So um, you could, you know, love the guilt, first of all. And then if you've got any childhood memories where that comes from, change those. Get into your superpower state. And we can do this today during the session and aim that at them. So whatever family members you're worried about and whatever they're going through, love it all anyway. Love them anyway and love their situations anyway. And bearing in mind, you know, keep reminding yourself that what they're going through is darkness and you are shining light. So that unconditional love, that loving them and their situation exactly as it is without needing it to change, that's a light shining into the darkness. And as far as practical um, uh, techniques go, you can share with them uh, the, like the color thing if they're open to it. So, but make sure that you're in the super superpower state first. So you've got to put your own um, oxygen mask on first. So get, get yourself straight, uh, strong first. And then if they're open to it, you can say, um, Try this just as an experiment. Take a deep breath, close your eyes and imagine you're surrounded by it. Think of your favorite color. Just do that little bit with them. Uh, and whatever other, you know, however much they're open to. If, if they're not open to it or they, they, res they resist it or don't want to know, make sure that you're okay with that and love them anyway. Because each individual, no matter what's going on, no matter what they're doing, no matter what they're experiencing, every individual has the right to choose what they experience. Even if it's not what you would choose and even if you're worried about them, and that, that's hard to do when you really care about someone, but it's important to see it as respect. So, and the way I see it, because uh, as you can imagine, this has happened a lot for, for me and, and for us in general, you know, where we've made so such wonderful changes in our lives, but we still have people we care about who, who haven't wanted to do what we've done or don't believe in it or don't think it will work or what, for whatever reason. And so right from early on, I developed the attitude of it's like it's cold and I know where the coats are. I know where the coats are and how to get them. And so my mission in life always is to just let people know that there are coats and how to get them. And then it's up to them. If they say, I don't want a coat or I don't believe in the coats or it's too hard to get to the coats, and that, I, then I respect that. So it's about res, uh, replacing worry and frustration ending with that with respect with love and respect for their decision. So then you, then you can be sympathetic and you can say, um, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry that you're going through this. As long as you know there's coats there, but I understand that you don't want one and you know, I love you anyway and, and that kind of thing. So it's always coming from a position of unconditional love and respect. So I hope that helps, but, uh, but let us know if you need more on that. Um, and let's see. The next one, uh, I'm sorry, I can't join with video, but I'm doing well, good. I practice my superpower when I'm in the loo. <laughs> is it, that's good, well done. Um, is it normal to have a recharge, or to have to re, oops, there's too many chats coming in. Uh, not too many, I'm just joking. Um, is it normal to have, to have to recharge my word with the feeling of my superpower when it's not as strong? Sure. And so sometimes that, that can happen and that's okay. And so, you know, do whatever it takes. And sometimes the word won't work at all and you'll need to go back to the beginner's exercise and that's okay as well. And so love the fact that you have to recharge the word or love the fact that you have to go back a few levels. The, the key is that you are able to, that, I mean, that you are able to love what you, you know, what you can't manage to do, or that's the, that's the trick there. So good job. And yes, that can happen. So that's perfectly normal. And next one. So I had a very critical, uh, so I had a very critical complaining parent 
uh, I could change one memory of that to uh, she was appreciating me, then intend that all situations like that she was appreciating me. Yes, exactly. So, um, and I, I had a similar thing where my mum used to say, don't be so stupid, Odile. She said that a lot. And so I changed just one incident of that where she's saying, I'm so proud of you. You're perfect exactly as you are. I love you, that kind of thing. And then I just went, all the, that replaces all of the don't be so stupid. So fantastic, very good. Someone says fantastic, very good. And oh, Carrie says, you may use my name. Thank you, Carrie. So um, Carrie was the one uh, doing the superpower in the loo and uh, recharging your word. So thank you, Carrie. Fantastic. And yes, so that is normal. And uh, Steve has answered someone. Do I need to read that out, Steve? Or is that just a one-to-one a -one kind of thing? Oh, you, yeah, you can go ahead. It, it was just in an oh, addition. Okay. In addition to the the other one uh, earlier. Um, oh, right, yes. Yeah. So yes, uh, I would recommend that you start with going back to your mother's childhood. Oh, this is the the critical parent. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is useful for everybody else as well. So the critical parent, uh, Steve says, I would recommend that you start with going back to your mother's childhood and give her the childhood that she should have had seeing her being raised by parents that loved and encouraged her, because if she'd had a, a different child, if she'd had that childhood, she would have been a different mother. Then changing those negative memories of your childhood would, would, will shift easier. So yes, that's the generational rewrites are very, very powerful. And we encourage everyone to do that. Rewrite your parents' and grandparents' childhoods because if they'd been treated differently as children, they would automatically have been different as adults and that makes it easier to change. And she says, got it, thanks Stephen O'Deal. You're very welcome. All right, so let's do the exercise and let's aim it at, now if I forget uh, a topic, <clears throat> if I forget something to aim at something, please feel free to, to remind me. Um, but I think with the ones I, I can remember are Bogislava and, um, the one with the raised voices, um, the one with the family members that you're worried about. That's good, okay. So, um, and the complaining parent. All right, those are the ones that I've got. If there are any others, let me know. And so take a deep breath, close your eyes and go into your superpower state. either by repeating your word or phrase or by going through the little exercise with your color and the person, animal, place or activity you love. Feel your heart opening and expanding. Very good. And now see that, see that light or energy as a ball of light or see that, that light or energy coming out from your heart, your heart expanding and fill your body with that light, that energy, that love and appreciation. Fill each of your cells, love each one just for existing. Very, very good. And now, paying attention to that expansive feeling and that light or energy allow it to overflow from you and fill the whole room you're in feel that expansiveness that power coming out from your heart good job and now think of your subject and imagine they don't want to be with you and maintain that state keep them filled with that love that light that energy anyway very, very good. And now let's aim that light or energy at Bogislava. Fill her from her toes to the top of her head, out to her fingertips, with that love just for existing. That light, that energy. And now I want you to think about the the thoughts, the negative thoughts, the worries, the doubts that, that occur 
and fill those with that light or energy as well. Love those negative thoughts, love those doubts, love those negative feelings, love them all anyway. See her shining with that light, that love. Very good. And now I want you to think of fear in general and love fear. So fill fear with that light, that energy, that love, exactly as it is. Very, very good. All right, and now we're going to move on to the person with the family they're worried about. So that guilt, fill the guilt with love and light, that energy, all the guilt, all the worry, and fill that person with love and light from their toes to the top of their head, out to their fingertips, love them just for existing. And now think of their family members that they're worried about and fill those people with love and light, that energy anyway. Love them exactly as they are, even if they never change. Shine that light into that darkness. Very good. And now let's move on to the person who gets nervous with raised voices and fill her with that love, that light, that energy from the tips of her toes to the top of her head and out her fingertips. Love her just for existing. And now think of the raised voices and love them. So shine that light into those raised voices and the people who raise their voices and the effects, the nervousness, the effects of those raised voices. Love it all anyway. Shine that light. Very, very good. And now let's go on to the critical complaining parent and love that person who has that critical complaining parent, fill her from the tips of her toes to the top of her head, out to her fingertips, love her just for existing. And now love the parent, the critical parent, fill them with that love, that light, that energy, love them just for existing, even with their criticalness. Good job. And now let's think about Katrina's nervousness of the police. And I want you to fill Katrina with that love, that light, that energy from her toes to the tip of her head, or the tips of her toes to the top of her head and out to her fingertips. See her being filled with that light, that energy. Love Katrina just for existing. And now think of her nervousness of the police and wherever that comes from and fill her with that, fill that nervousness with that love, that light, that energy and the police and everything around that. Love it all anyway. And now let's think of the responsibility. So Tammy with her responsibility. So fill Tammy from the tips of her toes to the top of her head and out to her fingertips with that love, that light, that energy. Love Tammy just for existing. And love that little Tammy, the little child Tammy. Love her just for existing, perfect, exactly as she is. And now fill the responsibility with that love, that light that energy. All the people she's responsible for, fill them with that love just for existing. 
and fill the responsibility with that love, that light. Love it all anyway. And all those dealing with children at the moment, fill them with that love, that light, that energy. And fill the children with that love, that love just for existing. Fill them all with that light, that energy. And now let's go around to anyone we haven't addressed, we haven't filled yet. So let's do Lisa from the tips of her toes to the top of her head and up to her fingertips with that love, that light, that energy. Love Lisa just for existing. Very good. And now Cheryl from the tips of her toes to the top of her head and out to her fingertips. Fill her with that light, that energy. Love her just for existing. Very, very good. And now Kathy, again with the light and the energy from the tips of her toes all the way to the top of her head, out to her fingertips. Love Kathy just for existing. And now Carrie, love Carrie just for existing. Fill her with that light, that energy, from the tips of her toes to the top of her head, out to her fingertips. And now everyone else who's on this call, who doesn't have their video on, but they, we know that they're with us, so uh, everybody who's incognito on this call, fill them from the tips of their toes to the top of their head and up for the, to their fingertips with that love, that beautiful light, that energy. Love them just for existing exactly as they are. And now to all the first responders, all the essential workers, everyone who is is working on dealing with the current situation of the coronavirus love all of them just for existing fill them with that light that energy and all of the situations that are created at this time as a result of the coronavirus love it all anyway shine that light into all of the darkness and the virus itself Fill the virus with that love, that light, that energy. Love it anyway. Shining your light into that darkness. And finally, everybody who's watching this recording. So everyone who's watching this recording, fill them with that light, that energy, that love, just for existing. Whatever they're going through, love them anyway. Very, very good. And you can open your eyes. And how was that for everyone? Good. <laughs> Kathy's going to sleep. <laughs> good, good. Excellent. And so any, uh, any questions? Did I leave anyone out or anything, out, any, any targets out? Uh, somebody says, wonderful, good. Thank you for sharing that. And so is... Uh, so anything that I that you'd like to add or or ask, let me know. It's lovely that you're that you're all here and doing this. I really do, you know, I know that people can watch the recording um, as well, but I I can't tell you how much I appreciate those of you who do come on live. It really, really makes it, it makes a big difference. So I appreciate each one of you and my heart leaps each time I see one of your faces. So it really is lovely to have you with us. <laughs> Someone says, wow, very nice. The energy was very strong and super beautiful. Good. Yes. And thank you for contributing to it because this is, of course, such a, such a wonderful um, collaborative uh, project here that we're doing. So I appreciate all of you taking part. Someone says, my mother-in-law is in a care home in Ontario, and I would love to include her. Yes, absolutely. So let's do that. So take a deep breath, close your eyes, go back into your superpower state, 
Feel that light, that energy, that love expanding from your heart, filling your whole body with that love, that light, that appreciation, that power. And now I want you to aim it at her mother-in-law in a care home in Ontario. Feel, see her being filled with that love, that light, that energy. Love her exactly as she is, just for existing. And now see that love, that light, that energy overflowing from her, from mother-in-law, and filling the whole home, the whole care home that she's in. See that, that light shining out from her. She's so filled with that love that it's overflowing with her, overflowing from her and filling the whole care home and everyone in it. Very good. And now I want you to expand that love, that light, that energy, that appreciation from that care home to all care homes all care homes in the world see them all being filled with that light that energy that love just for existing and everyone in them all of the people all of the residents of the care home and all of those doing the care work all care workers see them being filled with that same love that light that energy love them all just for existing and now I want you to think of yourself later today. Think of you later today and fill that version of you with the same love, light, and energy, no matter what. Fill that version of you with that love just for existing, exactly as you are. Very, very good job. And you can open your eyes and how's everyone doing? Good job, everybody. Fantastic. Well, thank you all for joining us. It's always such a pleasure. Thank you so much. I love you all. Thank you, Carrie. And we love you too, sweetheart. And so lots of love to all of you. Of course, we'll be back here tomorrow again. And we're loving this every day. And Tammy says, love you all. Thank you. Love you too. Amazing. Lots of love to all of you. Thank you so much for all the messages. And of course, please do share these, share this opportunity with everyone you know who you think could use it as well. Lots of love to you all. Bye-bye. Have a fantastic rest of your day.